From KPBS and PRX, this is Port of Entry, where we tell cross-border stories that connect us. Soy Alan Liliental. To be around people that are also creatives and understand what it means to create art, it's amazing and it's the best feeling in the world. This is Tanzania Brown. She's a plus-size model. Getting your makeup done, getting your look together. There's always music and talk and conversation, and it's usually always just a lot of laughter. Tanzania is also a body positivity influencer on Instagram who's working to grow her audience by posting these really creative and eye-catching photos of herself. It's just a really cool time where you get to, you know, just be yourself and enjoy yourself. So to me, that's the beautiful experience of a photo shoot. Tanzania recorded this audio diary. We asked her to tell us more about what it's like to do what she does, to put herself and her bigger body out there proudly in front of an audience that has for way too long been groomed to equate thin bodies with beautiful bodies. To me, being on set of a photo shoot is my happy place. But just as Tanzania's plus-size modeling career was taking off, her health started falling apart. One night, I woke up and I couldn't breathe and I felt like my throat was very, like, tight and acidy. So in recent years, Tanzania got up to her heaviest weight ever, 376 pounds. And she started experiencing these really intense bouts of sleep apnea where she'd wake up gagging. I couldn't talk, I couldn't do anything, I couldn't scream. Sleep apnea makes people briefly stop breathing at night, sometimes several times a night. It's common among people who are overweight. Experiences like the one Tanzania is describing were happening to her all the time. My throat just felt so brittle and I was trying, I ran to the bathroom and I was trying to throw up and everything and just green was coming out and it scared me. With the sleep apnea and everything, I was terrified. I didn't feel comfortable falling asleep at night because I was just scared that I would have this experience again of waking up and and not being able to breathe and dying. And it terrified me. So I was like, nah, there's got to be another solution. The solution, Tanzania decided, was weight loss surgery. I started doing my research and then actually one of my friends, she opened up and she shared that she was going to have the bariatric surgery and she was doing hers in Mexico. So I live in San Diego. I live like 20 minutes away from Mexico. So once she shared that, I was like interested. But here's the thing. Tanzania is part of the body positivity community on Instagram. And their whole vibe is to accept and love your body just the way it is, big, small, or whatever. So weight loss surgery? Generally speaking, the body positivity crowd is not into it. And Tanzania hasn't quite figured out yet how she wants to share her weight loss journey with her followers. 
She's afraid of how they'll react, especially after Tanzania saw the backlash from a post by plus-size pop icon Lizzo. She posted like, oh, I lost 10 pounds in like three days from exercising. And she did like a TikTok of her like working out or whatever. And seeing everyone in that group and people that weren't in that group shun her for that. They like really went in on her. Today in Port of Entry, we're continuing our series on medical tourism at the border with a story about Tanzania going to Tijuana for more affordable bariatric surgery so she could lose weight quickly and stop feeling like she was dying in her sleep every night. It's a story about the intersection of beauty and health and how this young, ambitious woman is working hard to carve out her own corner of the internet by justifying her surgery helping to create a space where she and other people like her can fit in, no matter what size or shape or how they got there. Estaremos de vuelta. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. Ya estamos de regreso. When Tanzania was just five years old, she started showing signs of puberty. She was developing way too early, so her doctor prescribed the birth control shot known as Depo-Provera. It's an injection that contains the hormone progestin, and one known side effect of the shot is weight gain. Tanzania says she immediately started packing on extra pounds and has been plus-sized ever since. And it definitely made me like insecure you know going to school and everything i would say i was kind of like bullied and stuff because of it it was just like the constant thing of like if i don't know if someone was upset with me or didn't like me the only thing you know people can use against you is the fact that you're fat you become I don't know if you can curse on you or not, but you become the fat B word. You become um, anything having to deal with fat. That was like what you were called out for. So it was stuff like that. So, yeah. But as I grew up, I did realize that I held it in internally and I would find myself dealing with depression not knowing why I would just cry out of nowhere and everything, but I think it was just like all the buildup of all of that, dealing with it for years and everything and just being hurt.
But alongside all the hurt and pain that was building up inside, Tanzania also started growing this fierce, unbreakable confidence, sorta in reaction to all the bullying. She started seeing herself as beautiful, and she wanted the world to see it too. Three years ago, a designer friend of hers asked if she'd model some of her clothing. Tanzania said yes, and... Since then, I've, I haven't stopped. I enjoy it. It's something that I really look forward to um, all the time now. It's, it's fun and, yeah, made me love myself even more and everything, so... When Tanzania is in front of the camera, she comes alive and really shines. On Instagram, she posts photos of herself in swimsuits at the beach, videos of her dancing in lingerie. She's even got this series of photos of her wearing nothing but honey. And slowly but surely, the Instagram crowd is responding. Tanzania's got 5,000 followers and counting. She's even started to get paid for some of her posts. So I actually just became a ambassador with Savage Fenty, like two months ago. That, by the way, is famed pop singer Rihanna's lingerie brand. But Tanzania says that even more important than those paid partnerships is the body positivity community she's been able to connect with through Instagram. She gets lots of DMs from other plus-size women from around the world. They reach out to thank her for what she's doing. One of the messages I just received recently was like from a girl who was just like, I was dealing with body confidence issues. And she even told me like she was suicidal at one point. And she came across my profile and um, just seeing me be me, I guess, helped her and everything. So... That made me super emotional. Yeah, even just talking about it gets me all shaky, but it's crazy just to hear people say like that you can inspire them in that way just by being yourself and, you know, seeing like a body that's like like yours. Just having people in your corner like that who are just really there and support you and see the good in you, so. But at the same time she was getting lots of praise for her body, that same body was starting to create lots of problems. Her sleep apnea caused by her weight was getting really bad. But Tanzania kept putting off seeing a doctor because every time she'd gone in the past, she says it was always the same old story over and over again. Anytime I went, the whole thing would become a, oh, you're severely obese, you're fat, which I know, you know, doctors are telling you for a reason, but um, I just didn't go. But Tanzania's sleep apnea was getting so severe, it really started to freak her out. And her fear of dying, it eventually grew bigger than her fear of doctors. So she finally got checked out. And they decided to do a sleep test on me and... I did it, and before they called me back with the results, I, like, woke up one night, and I was, like, choking really bad. Like, I thought I was going to die. The test results showed that Tanzania had stopped breathing during her sleep nearly 80 times. The bouts were interrupting her sleep so often that she got severely sleep-deprived and found herself falling asleep in random places throughout the day. 
I was even like falling asleep behind the wheel like when I was at a stop sign like at stoplights like nodding out and it was just it was just really bad and really scary and my family was worried too so I was just like I need to I need to get myself together not just for me but for them as well so right then and there I was like I need to do something they said one of the ways to get rid of it would be to lose weight Losing weight, though, is hard, and it didn't seem possible to her. She tried it many times through dieting and exercise, lose 20, 30 pounds, then plateau, then gain it right back. And it takes a ton of time. Tanzania wanted the gagging in her sleep and the falling asleep behind the wheel to stop immediately. She felt like her life depended on it. So she started looking into bariatric surgery, specifically getting a gastric sleeve which removes most of the stomach and you can drop hundreds of pounds really fast. Her insurance probably would have covered the cost of it in the US, but right out of the gate, Tanzania hit lots of other barriers. They have a a long process to even be able to speak to a bariatric surgeon. And because I hadn't been to the doctor in many, many years, they were like, you need to first go see a gynecologist. You need to go do these other studies. You need to first try to, you know, meet with a nutritionist. You need to take these classes. You need to do all this stuff. And it was like a long process to where, and because of COVID, it could have taken like a couple years to even be able to speak to a surgeon. And for me, when I'm waking up almost, I mean, feeling like I'm about to die, and being home alone and everything. And I was just like, I can't, I I don't want to wait. So instead of waiting, Tanzania turned to Tijuana. The border, yes. (laughs) Like lots of San Diegans, crossing the border is something she does all the time for all sorts of reasons. So I started going to TJ when I was 18. So it's been about 10 years now. Dang, that was a long time ago. Okay. I used to go just for like partying and stuff. The first time I went, it was for my best friend's sister's birthday. I go pretty often down to Rosarito or just to TJ, done like dentist appointments, done just to eat. I've stayed the night at friends' houses who live there. My favorite part about Mexico is the getaway feeling. I mean, I know it's just across the border, but I just love going to the beaches down there, eating fruit on the beach, uh, riding horses, eating tacos. Tacos are my favorite food, so. I just love being over there. Everything's great. People are nice. It just feels new to me. The CDC has issued a strong warning for people who travel to Mexico for weight loss procedures after people across the country became sick from getting these surgeries. When it comes to crossing the border for medical procedures, especially bariatric surgery, which comes with a long list of possible complications, horror stories are everywhere. Back in 2019, a superbug infected nearly a dozen Americans who got weight loss surgery in Tijuana, which prompted that warning from the Center for Disease Control. 
You can find all kinds of other stories about botched weight loss and cosmetic surgeries in Tijuana. It's a cheap and easy way to go, but it can come with the costliest price. A 33-year-old mother of two from Magna needed to get her weight down because of a host of medical problems, but that decision nearly killed her. I was so sick, nobody, I think even the doctors didn't think that I would make it through the surgery. But for Tanzania and lots of people like her, the benefits of the quicker, more affordable weight loss surgery in Tijuana outweigh the risks. So for me, it was just like a done done deal. We left our stomachs in Tijuana, Mexico. <laughs> um, for those of you that don't know, I'm Teresa. I'm the admin. Um, Sue Jones is also my co-admin. Hi, Sue. So this is a video post in a Facebook group called We Left Our Stomachs in TJ, Mexico. Facebook groups like this one actually play a big role in medical tourism at the border. Lots of people, mostly women, use the groups to get doctor and clinic recommendations. We had weight loss surgery, a lot of us, in Mexico um, with a doctor that's American board certified, which I highly recommend if you're going to do it in Mexico. Please be careful. There, there are some bad situations that can go on. So Tanzania did her research, but mostly she ended up relying on the word-of-mouth recommendation from a friend of hers who had just gotten weight loss surgery in Tijuana. Then in August 2020, Tanzania went to the same clinic as her friend, and she was impressed enough that she put down a $500 deposit and booked her surgery. On November 28th, 2020, the day after Thanksgiving and right at the start of a huge hike in COVID cases on both sides of the border, a jittery Tanzania crossed through the port of entry and checked herself into the clinic in Tijuana. Honestly, didn't feel scared up until the day of. They made me get in a wheelchair and then they wheeled me in a room and was like, change into this gown and, you know, get back in the wheelchair. And then they wheeled me into this room that looked like a dungeon. It was just like four gray walls and all the equipment on the table. And that made me super nervous. But once they hooked the gas up, I was out. When Tanzania woke up after the surgery, she did not feel good. It's a major procedure, and she'd been warned by the doctors and nurses that the first few weeks after the operation would be the toughest. So I just felt like I was dying. <laughs> Second day was hard, too, um, in the hospital. This is Tanzania in a video she made of herself documenting her experience those first few days post-surgery. I tried calling my, my family that night and I called them, but I was like passing out on the phone with them because I was so like out of it. I remember my friends, they were just like, you were so pale. I never seen a black girl so pale before. I didn't know it could get pale. <laughs> I was really pale. Like they took screenshots of me on their phone. The issue was that you have so much gas. They leave like some gas in your stomach um, after the surgery. And so, like, I just felt all the pressure on my chest and on my stomach of gas. Um, and it was there. And the way to get it off was to walk it out in two.
After just a few days in the clinic in Tijuana, she crossed back to San Diego and finished her recovery there. I came home. The first couple days at home were really hard. I stayed at my mom's and my family, they tried to make it super comfortable for me, but I was legit crying. I was just like, what did I do to myself? Why did I do this? So the two weeks following the surgery were just pure hell for Tanzania. She could only drink pureed food, and even then, just a tiny bit. Legit, the first couple weeks, it was so hard. I felt everything, like any like swallow of your spit, of your like drink or anything, you felt everything. Like It just felt like a sharp knife like going down to your stomach and it was just always really uncomfortable at first but i did have those days where i was just like miserable and i was just like crying like why did i do this to myself slowly though she got more and more used to her new stomach and she graduated from purees to real food But again, not much. Mostly protein shakes and tiny snacks, like a handful of peanuts, six times a day. Like right now, I'm only supposed to eat like three ounces per meal. Three ounces, by the way, is a teeny, tiny amount. Picture like a small can of tuna. We're talking smaller than your fist. That's the size of Tanzania's stomach now. All right, we got to take a quick break. But when we come back, we hop in Tanzania's car and cross the border with her as she checks her progress at the Tijuana Clinic. Volveremos en unos minutos. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year, we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, We've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. Y estamos de vuelta. We're in Mexico. We just crossed. Um, traffic isn't bad. Um, we'll be at the, the medical place just in a second. On a hot day back in April, my producer Kinsey Moreland met up with Tanzania. It's legit like two minutes in, so like we're gonna go over this bridge and we quickly gotta turn, so gotta kind of cut people off. <laughs> it's legit like right when you cross over, there's like more lanes that are gonna come in, and we gotta kind of just like cut them off and like. No, don't let me get in your way. No, you're good. Tanzania was about five months out from her surgery, but she was still driving across the border every other week for follow-up appointments with the nutritionist at the clinic. And she was still struggling to get used to her new diet. It's mainly supposed to be like snacking, I think like six times a day, 
three ounce, three or four ounce meals. Um, three or four ounce, that is so tiny. It is, I'm that full after a couple <laughs> bites. Wow. So it's a little frustrating, but I mean, I don't eat the food, so that's cool. So you're mostly like what 90% happy with results so far? Yeah, I'm 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 loving the results. Like I can definitely feel the difference and see the difference. Um, I'm excited about it. Getting a gastric sleeve isn't just a one and done type thing. It's a total lifestyle change, and most patients need a lot of follow-up help from nutritionists and even psychologists or psychiatrists to adjust to their new lives and bodies. So that's the building right there, the white one. Oh. Um, wow, that is super close to the border. Super. So now I gotta like... Cut over five lanes of traffic. Yep. Woo, like a boss. Sorry. <laughs> Thankfully this wasn't that bad this time, but geez. Sometimes it's scary. Sometimes it's scary. <laughs> Less than a minute's drive into Tijuana, Tanzania pulled into a dirt parking lot across the street from the weight loss clinic. A parking attendant took her keys and parked her car. Hello. Hola. How are you? Then she and Kinsey walked across the street to a futuristic looking white building. It's kind of like the cute building on the block. Um, it's like what, seven stories? Yeah, it's like seven stories and it's all medical. Um, only the third floor is for like the gastric surgeries. Each floor has like a different like cosmetic surgery that they, you know, do. So, yeah, it's it's really nice inside. Yeah, it's it's, like, it looks like a white wave. It's yeah. Super modern and fancy. Super. The elevator was broken that day, so Tanzania and Kinsey walked up several flights of stairs on a spiral staircase that twists up through the center of the building. My workout for the day. This is how they uh, make sure their gastric patients lose an extra 10 pounds. Right. The full cost for the surgery and all the checkups Tanzania's done is about $3,400. And she says she feels like that low price did not come with low quality. Here they were like checking on me constantly. They were walking with me. They were, you know, checking my hydration. They were asking me if I was okay. Like it was. It was a lot of care. Um, they did a really great job here. I love it here. <laughs> After about a half hour wait, Tanzania got called back to meet with her nutritionist. As she walked back to the office, her pants actually started sort of falling off because of all the weight she's lost and how quickly she's lost it. And this is crazy because this is one of my newer pants. <laughs> I'm not spending that much money on clothes because I keep having to like buy new ones. <laughs> buy new ones. It's like the Walmart $2 legging section. <laughs> That's probably what you should do for like the next two yeah, years or something. Seriously. You look good. Thank you. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. I need to check your work, okay? Oh. <laughs> is this the moment of truth? Are you nervous or just excited? I'm scared. Okay, this is kilograms, okay? Okay. One, seven. One to seven and pounds is like a 279. Nice. Okay? Good, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. 
That I'm close to the hundred, like three pounds. Oh my god! Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, and I just need to keep working out. So yeah, Tanzania has lost nearly one hundred pounds since she started her weight loss journey. After weighing in, the nutritionist gave Tanzania a new diet plan. Then, a few minutes later, she and Kinsey were headed back to the car, then to the San Isidro port of entry to cross back to the U.S. As they walked outside, they saw a bus parked in front of the clinic. A bunch of older white folks with their suitcases were getting off of it. They were clearly medical tourists there to get their own procedures done. They're probably all flown in from um, somewhere out of the United States, and they came and they're all getting their surgeries like today or tomorrow. Once they crossed the street and Tanzania tipped the guardacoche a few bucks for watching her car, it was time to head back across the border and home to San Diego. Yeah, I guess we'll see how far back the line is. I hope it's not far. I want to be back already. I'm tired. Yeah, that's the worst part about crossing the border. Yeah. Crossing back. <laughs> exactly. <sighs> yeah, right to the borderline. And you know your way around, huh? Yeah, a little bit at least. Yeah. Here we go. Yes. <laughs> so you get in the borderline right here still? Legit. Just nice. right through this light. They really planned their location strategically, huh? Yeah, so convenient. Oh my gosh, no. So the line is far back. God dang it. <laughs> See, I'm never doing an appointment this late. Right. I don't know. So yeah, the line to cross back from Tijuana to San Diego that day was super long. And as soon as they stopped, they got bombarded with border vendors. One offering fresh churros and another really persistent guy who really, really wanted to clean her windows. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> Hey! 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 So Tanzania did eventually make it back to San Diego, and she says she's feeling great. But she still has one pretty big problem. She's dropping weight like crazy, and a few of her Instagram followers have started noticing. So now, Tanzania, the body positivity influencer, is worried that the one corner of the internet that really celebrates her body could turn on her as her body continues to change. I like reached out to one of the mods of the group and I was just like, hey, like I wanted to let you know that I am getting surgery, but you know, it's for health reasons. Like in no way am I trying to like promote surgery or anything, but she was just immediately like, I'm against it. You know, one of my friends actually did it and they died from it during the surgery and stuff. And she was just like, you know, people in this community don't like diet culture and that's what this is and i was just like wow 
okay? So I pretty much have kept quiet about it since then. I just am not putting it out there publicly right now. But I do want to eventually just because I feel like even though like I am a part of that community, it still is a part of my journey and it's who I am. It's crazy because like even like a lot of the girls in the group, they have health issues, like big health issues, and they won't do it for themselves. And I'm just like, okay, well, if that's what you choose, that's you. But if I want to, you know, better my health for me and for my family and stuff, then that's me and you should respect that if someone wants to fix something that they are internally dealing with then they should be able to do that so it's really difficult (laughs) i honestly feel like if the body positive community you know has an issue with that are they really body positive By the way, we checked in with Tanzania right before this episode dropped. She was on vacation in Cabo San Lucas, her second vacation in Mexico in the last two months. She really loves it there. Anyway, she told us she still hasn't worked up the nerve to share the news about her weight loss surgery with her Instagram followers. But she said she'll probably end up using this episode as a conversation starter, a way to announce her news to the world. Next time on Port of Entry, a conversation with Phil Beaumont, lead singer of the San Diego band The Color 49. We talk about the music that shaped his life as a teenage British expat living in California. The music in the early 80s for me really opened my eyes to kind of how wonderful it is to learn from everybody around us, no? And how his love of travel and living in a border city has influenced his songwriting over the years. Just putting yourself in a different space, new ideas come. To have another country 15, 17 minutes away from my house, is a wonderful opportunity. Port of Entry is written and produced by Kinsey Moreland. Emily Jankowski is the co-producer and director of sound design. Elisa Barba is our editor. Lisa Morissette is operations manager, and John Decker is the interim associate general manager of content. This program is made possible in part by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, a private corporation funded by the American people. I'm Alan Liliental. And hey, real quick, we've got a YouTube live event coming up on June 23rd. For details and to get yourself registered, go to portofentrypod.org. Thank you.